Hello everybody, it's me Ross and welcome to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social. And are you got the end of season blues already? I have a little bit, but it's also been nice to just have a little bit of a chill time without going to games and travelling to, you know, across the country to see us possibly win, possibly lose, sometimes draw as well. Um, but today we're going to be talking all things town um, from the best and worst moments of the season. Of course, the strike and the hot takes for this summer. So get ready for that. We're joined by Dayberton, the Sweet Wales Prince, Harvey Davis, and Bono, aka Vu from the U2, aka Matt, discuss all that. Um, let's go over to a, a lady that is joining us this week to make her debut. And uh, normally when I say Itchwitch, I also say her name. Um, Itchwitch is her name. Um, <laughs> welcome to the show. How are you doing? And um, yeah, introduce yourself as you would. Hi, um, I am the Ipswich on Instagram, but my name is Mazina. Um, I'm a fairly new fan. The first sort of game I went to was New Year's Day 2019. Um, <clears throat> my partner just kind of said to me, oh, do you fancy going to a game with me? I said, yeah, why not? I'd never been to a football game. Um, and I think he's probably kind of regretting taking me because I'm a much bigger fan than he is now. <laughs> um, but I love it. It's such a fun social event. It's not what I expected. I think when you watch football on TV, you can get the wrong impression. And yeah, I think you really need to go to a game to appreciate what it's about and appreciate what it means to people. Um, especially, you know, after us having the pandemic and stuff, just to be able to go out again and socialise and meet new people is such an important thing. And it's something we never probably thought we'd ever have taken away from us. Um, and I thought about that today. I thought, is that why Ipswich Town was so focused on building their club as that family community day out? Because so many families were torn apart. Um, and kudos to them for doing that. But that's who I am. Um, you can follow me on Instagram um, if you like strange tarot predictions about football games, which have strangely come true. So, yeah, that's who I am. Thank you for inviting me tonight and can't wait to get started. Indeed, it's a great to have you on, and um, yeah, as you said, um, that's one thing I'm missing already is the social of um, you know game yeah. day, just being you know with all the football Itchwich Town family. Um, I'm sure we're going to meet up during the off season, like everybody would do. But um, that is one big thing about football is meeting people, you know, from any walk of life, which is fantastic to see. And uh, one man who lives in Wales, um, and that is good old Sweet Wales Prince. I probably would have never met you in any other part of life, but thankfully, it's your town brought us together and you're on the podcast. How are you doing, my friend? It's always a pleasure. And uh, yeah, you're here to talk about town as always. Certainly am. Yeah, it's been a while. I can't even remember the last time I, I was I was on the pod, to be honest. Life has, has, has got in the way, but no, it's good to be back. Good to have a, a, a debutant on, more the merrier and all that. So um, yeah, missing, missing, the, missing the season, but I'm also kind of ready to to start the new season as well. You know, the last season, there were so many ups and downs, you know, Cook, McKenna, you know, Sonny Aluko, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. It was a, it was a disappointing season all in all, but I'm really, really excited and really interested to see what the summer holds to begin with. Um, and then really looking forward to what I think is going to be a really successful season. We say that every year, of course we do, because, you know, we, we like to be positive football fans, but I've never been so confident of us being successful um I, I really haven't I, I think we've got fantastic coaches we've got fantastic owners we've got a great CEO contrary to what Bristol City fans think um and yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the future brings 
you know, there'll be some bumps along the way, but I'm looking forward to July the 30th, I think it is, the first game of the season. Day um, after the birthday, that's why I remember well, it. I was like, oh, that's go. going to be my weekend. <laughs> fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to it. And this this next few weeks and months should, should give us a real indication as to, uh, as to how it's how it's going to go. So, yeah, I'm, I'm good to be back, good to be chatting all things Ipswich. And, uh, yeah, good to chat with you all again. Of course, always a pleasure, my friend. And the final man that is joining us this week, and it is good old Bono, a.k.a. View from you two, a.k.a. Matt. I also like just to call him Matt. Um, how are you, my friend? Always a pleasure. Um, I'm missing already on Saturdays, not bumping into you and chatting to you before the game, after the game, even at half time. You know, I come, come strolling down to the Cobble. I'll have to do that now um, for both of you guys on the podcast because you're both in the Cobble. So I'll have a little chinwag before the, before the second half. But um, how are you, my friend? Hey, Ross. Uh, I'm really, really good. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, kind of, um, kind of missing it already. I did, I did, I got, I, I usually get the train back from work to Stone Market. But today, as I was telling the guys earlier, I, I got off early at Ipswich and um, went to Portman Road because I wanted to see how the 10-week building project is progressing. And um, it's looking good. So I looked through the corner, the southeast corner, like the hole that's been knocked through and all the big diggers and stuff like that. And then I went into Planet Blue and um, saw how the um, there's no dugout. So, yeah, that's, that's all going to look all going to look absolutely spiffing when we're allowed back into the ground. Hopefully there'll be a couple of pre-season friendlies perhaps before the uh, league kicks off on July 30th. Um, but welcome the Ipswich. It's nice Thank to have you. a new face on the podcast. We promise we will be gentle. Uh, we've all, we've all been first timers once upon a time. So um, I can't promise that will be, but thanks. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> nice, nice. And um, yeah, it's just an honour to have the sweet Welsh prince with us as well. So um, yeah, looking to um, looking to get stuck into it and um, talk about the mighty Tractor Boys of Ipswich Town. Yes, well, let's get right into it then. Um, yeah, some people probably thought the fast social was going to be off for the off season, but no, we're going to be with you every week. Um, to bring you more content as ever on the Kings of Anglia feed. Um, well, let's get right into then the best and the worst moments of the season. We'll start off with the worst moments because it'd be nice to end it, of course, with the best moments. So, um, well, Ipswich, what, what, where do you want to start? Have you got multiple worst moments? Once again, it could be personal to you as well. Where, where, where are you going to go with this? Um, I have four or five. Is that okay? Oh. Yeah. Take it away. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> Is it that many? I, I... I will be quick, I promise. Okay. Um, I think probably the worst one, and I think maybe a lot of people might agree with me, I need to make sure I word it right though, <laughs> is when Paul Cook got sacked, because it just kind of felt like the rug was taken under our feet a little bit. Um, and I think a disruption like that, especially in the middle of your season, of course it's going to disrupt the whole team. It's going to make people think, ah, oh, well, where are we then? What's going to happen now? Um, of course, McKenna coming in was like a huge blessing in disguise. So it's not truly terrible. Um, I think it was just, it wasn't a nice thing to see happen, especially as a newbie. You're kind of like, oh, well, what's happened here? Like, are they going to recover from it? You kind of panic a little bit. And then I think that's when I realised I was probably way more invested in this than I actually wanted to be. Um, and that's probably when I knew I was a fan. So, <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's probably the first top one. Um, <clears throat> the second one for me was the 
game on November the 23rd. I think it was against Oxford at home. Mm. Oh, my God. I, I was so unhappy I left early. And I know I never do that, but I was so grumpy. It was like watching paint dry. I just thought, no, no, not going to be here anymore, leaving. Um, I think I was probably more annoyed because I had not long had surgery a few weeks back. And it was like my first day out. So I thought, oh, you know, I'm going to go and watch the boys win tonight. And they just disappointed me, mega. <laughs> so I went home kind of grumpy that night. Um, that was an awful game. Um, the Cambridge game is another one. That was just embarrassingly bad. I don't think the team turned up for that one at all. Uh, and to be honest, the person that annoyed me the most in that was the linesman. <laughs> I have a thing about linesmen, they irritate the hell out of me. But that one really just, he topped it. He gets the medal for most irritating linesman of the season. But that game was awful. But personally for me, it was hilarious because my cousin who I go with had uh, five gins and was completely smashed. And the content coming out of her mouth, I caught some of it on camera. It was it was beautiful. Um, And I'd say maybe the last one for me, and it, Actually, when I bring this up, when I talk to fellow fans on Instagram, they, they get a bit protective over this player. Is Sam Morsey. I think he needs to learn to pick his fights a bit better. Because as a captain, you need to really be leading by example. And I don't think him having those, was it two, three games off that he had, wasn't it? Can you imagine if they'd given him four, five, six games off and the amount that could have done to the squad like how much damage that could have done in a really critical time where they needed to be doing well and you do watch him on the pitch I think he's grown wonderfully as a player I wasn't really a fan to begin with I didn't understand what he was doing in the midfield at all but um, I like how he plays now I, he has that ambition he has that fire to want to do well but I think his aggression needs to be toned down a little bit if it was up to me I'd Probably, I'd probably let Edmondson be captain for a bit. I think he's got really good leadership qualities. I'm missing seeing him because he communicates so well with his team. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I always feel uncomfortable bringing up the Morsey thing because I just feel like everybody really protects him. And I'm just out here like, well, am I the only one seeing this? You know. Yeah. But I do like him as a player. I think he's great. But I think he just needs to refine who he fights with because. Other teams are probably going in there thinking, oh, well, we know how to wind him up, so let's just do it. If he was a bit more tactful, a little bit more enigmatic, I reckon that could probably do more damage to the opposition than him turning up angry all the time. But that's just a, a personal opinion for me. But, yeah, those are my worst, worst Ipswich moments. <laughs> OK, I'll, I'll bring Harvey and Bono here just to have a little chat about the Sam Morsey um, debate because, um, yeah, it's very much one thing we always worry about. Sam Morsey is a, a suspension away um, from a big game and stuff like that. Of course, him getting suspended after that, that punch but wasn't a punch and all that sort of stuff against the Appington team. Um, and also, I want to talk about, of course, where you and you and Bono are sitting. Of course, you're right next to the Lino, so I'm sure there's many times that Lino does get a bit of pelters sometimes if he's made a wrong decision, but... Yeah, you got, you got to. Yeah, yeah, you got to. But um, Harvey, I'll bring you in there. Um, thoughts on what was just said and um, your worst moments as well to sort of segue into nicely. 
I love that. Debutant and already thrown out the controversial opinions. I think that's brilliant. More more controversial opinions, the better. Um, it's it, it's an interesting one with Morsi because um, there's there's a side of his aggression that that I really like, and I think that's what makes him the player he is. Um, so the the kind of shit out side of him, if you like, I, I I do enjoy, but I certainly understand where you're coming from because there there are times where um, he he does overstep the line and maybe he needs to learn to channel that aggression a little bit more. Would I want that to be completely taken away from his game? No, because I think that's what makes Morsi the player he is, and I think that's what makes him so such a, a good leader. But I do agree, he he is only one silly moment away from a three match ban. You, I, you know that that's the risk that that we've got with Morsi. Um, one thing I think he's very good at is I've noticed when he's on a yellow card because let's be honest, he gets a yellow card most games because as we've probably discussed, the kind of player he is. He's he's very clever in terms of I'm I'm never worried he's going to get a second yellow. You'll notice his the way he plays changes quite quite dramatically really when he's on a yellow card. Um, you know I'm never thinking oh, you know he's on he's on a yellow he, he could get sent off here. But at the same time, as I said, you are worried that at, you know a key moment in the season like has been proven this season. Um, you know whether you agree if it was a, a red card or not. You know, he, he got sent off in a four match ban at the end of it. So it's a really interesting point um, about Morsi, and uh, yeah, I can certainly see why um, why that that's been brought up. Um, my worst moments of the season, uh, one that sticks out because I was there, is Accrington away. That was one of the worst away days I think I've ever been to. I wasn't anti Cook by that point because I was still confident that he was the right man, but the warning the warning signs were there for me. Um, you know, we we got told by Cook that you know we're not going to have any any sort of performances like Cambridge or like anything like that when Morsi's in the building, everything's going to change. And that was I thought that was really unfair actually for Cook to put that pressure on Morsi. Um, but he was pretty anonymous in that game, to be honest with you, like they all were. Um, so that's a that's a, a really really low point. I remember recording game day after it and just thinking didn't think it could get any worse. Um, I've mentioned before the highlight of that game was our good friend John giving Harry Pell absolute grief the whole game. Um, others that spring to mind the the Oxford last minute winner again I wasn't there but that was that was really painful. Um, I was I was actually following the game I was shopping out at the time bit of a peek on the curtain here I was shopping at the time and I was keeping up to date on my phone and I honestly reacted like a stroppy fourteen year old teenager when I saw that. Um, when I saw that goal go in, my reaction, I'm not proud, of, to be honest with you. Um, so there's there's been a few low points and there's always going to be in a season, isn't there? No, no, no season is ever going to, is ever going to, um, you know, be absolutely perfect unless, unless you're Man City and even then you, you lose in midweek. So there's going to be, there's going to be highs and lows throughout the season. As, as long as we get more highs and we get lows, I, I think we will under this manager, I think we'll be okay. Um, but, yeah, those two stick out as, as really painful moments um, earlier on in the season as well. It was Cambridge, wasn't it, when we were winning 2-0 and it ended up 2-2. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was, that was I think, that was the beginning of the end for Cook with, with a lot of fans, to be honest. I know a lot of fans reacted really angry after that game and, and rightly so, because you should never throw away a two-goal lead like that. So there's those three kind of stick in my mind um, for the for the worst moments and 
hopefully we're not going to get too many of them next season. Hopefully not. Yeah, I think this season it's balanced out just right. There's been you know mm. some high points, some you know late winner and blah blah blah, but then also has been some bad moments. A.K. the FA Cup draws against Oldham and Barrow, they they still oh, yeah, just, that's a waste of my life watching them. Uh, games. Yeah, that's that's just completely got erased from my yeah. memory. To be honest with you, pretty much. But in the Accrington game. Um, I think the one maybe high point of that game, it didn't rain as much as it was going to mm. forecast. So I think that's the only good point from that game. But yeah, it was uh, not a good trip up to Lancashire for that game. We're clutching um, the straws there, aren't we? If that's the best yeah. part of that game. Yeah, I think that's, <laughs> to be fair, if it's going to be forecast to the rain, if it doesn't rain as bad as it is, that is what I'm taking away from any game. So yeah, yeah it didn't get Absolutely. as wet as it was first planned. Um, yeah. As you know, I'm, I'm, I'm never prepared. And normally I'm, I get soaked because I don't got a waterproof or anything like that. But um, I will work on that next season, making sure that I'm prepared for any any rain, any weather. Um, Bono, let's bring you in there, my friend, to finish off with the worst moments of the season. What are yours? Um, you were a brave man. You went up to Barrow on a Wednesday night. A game watch was live on TV. You know, it wasn't a great few weeks that period. Um, you saw us lose a terrible performance and somehow that wasn't your worst away game. You put that as your best away day because of the experience and stuff. But um, I'm interested now to know what your worst moments of the season are going to be. Um, how do I follow on from the Ipswich and the Sweet Welsh Prince? They've kind of like talking about the rug being taken from under under you. Um, uh, let's address the Sam Morsey thing. Um, absolutely. Your dissection of that was just absolutely fantastic i think a lot of people um we, we love him he's 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 an incredible athlete um and i think he's and what's important to me is that he he seems to be an absolutely right on dude as well when it comes to a lot of a lot of things uh with, with his approach to life in and sports in in general but yeah there's always that kind of niggling feeling um you know how many times has he been booked in like the first half for like a just you know for, for a silly challenge and like Harvey said um it's all about well you you both mentioned it actually um picking your battles you know I, I I love and this is what Harvey picked up on um <laughs> Ipswich I, I I don't know whether you you've 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 watched many of these but I go off on many many tangents like my brain is like a bit of a spider's web um I'm probably like overdue a very late in life diagnosis of like ADHD or something, but hey, I don't know. I, I'm doing all right for myself. Um, yeah, he kind of, I love the shithousery part of his game. Um, excuse my language, but it, you just, yeah, he does need to pick his battles somewhat, I think. Um, and you just know that whenever any team comes to Portman Road, and we kind of have this like, almost like arrogant, but it's not. It's like a confidence thing where we think that these, these smaller stature clubs come to Ipswich, it's their big day out, and their manager's going to be saying, you've got to get into Sam Morsi's head, um, which I think is probably a harder thing um, because of his, because he's 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 up here with, with so much, with so many of his attributes. Um, but yeah, a really, a really spot on analysis, really, of our, of our captain. Um, other low points, Charlton away. Um, I was really looking forward to to, to that. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're a club very, very similar to us. Obviously, they, they they nicked all our good players back in the day when we got relegated from the Premier League, of course, kind of show my age there a little bit, maybe. Um, that was just a, that was just a 
a shit night all round, wasn't it? Um, you know, we had we had a lot of people thinking, you know, could McGreal and Dyer do a do a decent job? And you know, the football wasn't great. The team selections were puzzling. Did Danassian play left back that night? I think he did, didn't he? At the Valley. I'm um, trying to think about that game because it, it was bad. <laughs> I think, um, obviously, the Toto thing at the end. I mean, I was quite far back in the in the stand. Um, it's funny, I bumped into one of, one of my old schoolmates who's a professional musician and goes all over the world and um, saw him. He's London-based. And, um, yeah, just... I mean, it was great taking, what, 3,500 people down to South London. Um, obviously, you've got the now legendary Bloomers rant um witnessed by by many people including the met police mounted section that was stood behind us ready to pounce on him um but yeah um cambridge united at home um i took my girls to that i wasn't in my usual place in the cobbold i was in the um magnus group west stand um the j block i was with my i was with my girls and um it's funny my my oldest who's eight she was like i don't like this referee i don't know what a referee is daddy but a lot of people are shouting at him. And I'm like, yeah, too right, because he's shit. Um, <laughs> well, his performance was, not him as an individual, obviously. Um, but yeah, they turned up and they and they completely just tactically kind of outdid us. I'm going to bring a bit of a weird left field worst point of the season, and that was um, Cheltenham at home. Um, I was with Dan uh, at the Cricket Fella on Twitter, um, a part of the KOA we i've never seen a team at any level of football either in person or on the tv dominate an opposition and just not score and it's that kind of sinking feeling that's in there when you when you watch your team do so well but you know an important part of football is scoring a goal and if you can't score you ain't gonna win and i know that's a terrible terrible football cliche but it was at that point and I thought, you know what? We're staying in this league for a fourth season. So, but yeah, you guys mentioned other kind of low points. Barrow away can never be a low point. Fantastic place. <laughs> lovely, mm. lovely ground. It was a, it was a, you know what? Life, life is an adventure and um, Barrow away is part of my tapestry now, boys and girls. So uh, hopefully I'll never go again. No offence to the good people of Barrow in Finesse, where they make the submarines and all that, or they're based there or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a submariner. Um, but yeah, there you go. There you go. I think just, just to kind of round off my thoughts here, um, I think the easiest thing to say is finishing 11th in League One, we're Ipswich, but th there are so there are so many positives, you know, the kind of the whole outlook and the heartbeat of our club we've finally finally got it back i really feel that you know we've been building this kind of like the fans and the club we're kind of as as one now which is great we've not always had it um you know there's been some points in recent memory where we've never had it and we've never felt more disconnected from the owners and the manager and stuff like that but you know we can we can consign this season now to, to the history books and we look on to next season with, um, personally speaking, with great, great optimism. So, yeah, 22-23, let's bring it on.
Yeah, let's bring it on. Uh, my worst moment of the season is finishing 11th in League One. Um, <laughs> just put it out there. Oh, you, you, oh, yeah, you said so. Oh, sorry, sorry. But it, it, it is, of course, don't a bad be that guy. Ross, don't be that guy. Come on, uh, you're better than that. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry. Um, but also, fourth season League One coming up. But hopefully next season is the one. But let's get right into some more positivity and let's talk about our best moments of the season. It can be personal to you. I'm sure, like anybody, you'll just please be back at Portland Road again, back at going away days and all that sort of stuff. So I'm sorry if I stole your thunder there, but I'm coming in early doors. Just to cut, sorry, Harvey. Sorry to all of you, really. Um, but take it away, um, it's which. What? Where do you want to start your best moment? I'm sure just being back at Portland Road was up there, but anything else you want to mention? Yeah, I just want to finish my Sam Morsey argument really quickly. Go for, I go for it. I don't think um, I don't think his aggression is a bad thing. That's not what I was angling at. I just think he needs to apply it better because he's supposed to be like this seasoned, amazing player. But if you're coming across kind of angry all the time, you can't really expect people to um, respond to that very well. I just think he could like be more clever about how he's doing it and just throw a few curveballs. He's got the ability to do that. That's the thing. Um, so, yeah, that that's where I was going with that. Best moments. Um, I have actually quite a few of them, which feels nice. <laughs> uh, the first one for me, my first favourite best moment was Macaulay Bond's sneaky goal behind the goalkeeper. We all love it. Um, yeah, I, I just couldn't believe what I'd witnessed, really. I thought that was one of the best things in the world. It is still my favourite goal of the season. And I know we've had quite a few crackers, like the Selena one, but it's, it's the Bond one for me. It's just the, the comedy value behind it as well. Um, and the way that the whole stadium just shook when that happened, I was like, wow, this is an incredible thing to be part of. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that that is probably number one. I'd say signing Walton is another. What an incredible, incredible goalkeeper he's turned out to be. Um, what I like about Walton, actually, is he doesn't have this um, air of ego about him. He's, he just seems really chill, really calm and collected, looks to enjoy his job, cares about the club, but doesn't feel the need to shout about it from the rooftops. I actually really like that. I think it's very refreshing. Fantastic signing. And I, I really do hope that he is our goalkeeper for the next three, four years, whatever, it'd be really nice to see if this is how good he is already, then hopefully we're in for a treat, like a real treat. That'd be just so cool to see that happen. Um, personal moments is actually going with my cousin. So she has a little girl. She's a single mum. So these days at Portman Road mean so much to her because it's her day of freedom. And we just go there, we let our hair down, we have the world's worst conversations and it is just so fun. And it's lovely to see her happy um, and enjoying the game and she's really invested in it. She's got her favourite players now and that's all we seem to talk about is when we're next going to Portman Road. So we've really bonded um, even more so over that. I think another one would be Burns Night. I remember saying to my boyfriend for weeks, I was like, oh, I really hope Wes scores on Burns night. That'd be so cool, wouldn't it? And then he did like twice, didn't he? Was it twice? Yeah. 
Um, I was extremely happy with that. He is my favourite player, that everyone knows that. And that leads on to my next point. 8th of March, this is like the creme de la creme of the season for me. I went to meet my friend in the car park. I had a, a business meeting and um, he, he called Wesley over and I got to meet him and I just felt my entire heart sink. And I, I was just like, wow, what a beautiful Celtic man that is standing before me. I have to go now. And I just walked so quickly out of there. But yeah, highlight of the season meeting Wes was was lovely uh, very unexpected I wasn't expecting that to happen but uh yeah shook his hand told him that he he looked nice and uh, <laughs> walked off so yeah no lots of really really good moments but just generally I think the atmosphere is just something I look forward to knowing that I'm gonna go and have a day out with my with my friends and the vibe's just so nice at Portman Road, especially the last few games now that the weather's getting better. We're leaving as the sun is setting. You know, when we're there, it's just beaming down on us. And when we win, it's a lovely feeling. But I think out of all of that, nothing beats a game under the lights, does it? Mm. What What is that about? Why does it feel so special? I don't know. But yeah, 8th of March, we did win that game, actually, as well. can't remember who it was against. I know it was the team wore yellow because of the Ukraine... Oh, what was the game? I Lincoln. do not know. Yeah, it could be Lincoln. Yeah, I think it was Lincoln. It was Lincoln. Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was Lincoln. Yeah, 1-0 win. No, one that nil. was a fairly good game, actually. I enjoyed that whole day. I woke up feeling like something really good was going to happen, but I didn't think it was going to be that good. So, very special place in my heart, 8th of March. <laughs> there we go. Keep it, in your, keep it in your calendar. And yeah, we echo... Your thoughts, and like many people, Wes Burns is a beautiful man, uh, and also a good footballer, of course. Um, and just yeah, what what I mean, signing? He's a right, but yeah, he's a right, he's a right, he's a right. Um, no, but yeah, he's been he's been fantastic this season. You know, signing of the summer, all those goals, fair play to the man, Harvey. You're a fellow Welshman. Um, what has been your best moments of the season, my friend? Uh, well, t- two of them were away days in Christian Walters, but I, I don't blame for both for picking them because. Uh, yeah, it, it was great to be. I think I was at the first away game, Burton. I think that was the first away game, wasn't it? If I remember rightly, back in August. Um, and although we lost that game and we had the whole Scott Fraser sliding doors moment with scoring about 150 penalties in a row and then, of course, missing his first one for Ipswich, um, I, I went away from that, kind of not really caring about the result as such because it was just so good to be, to be back. And, you know, we've just been mentioned there about that release at a game and, and there really, really is nothing better. You know, we all we all have our separate lives and we all work during the week and we all have shit weeks and good weeks or whatever. But on that Saturday or mm-hmm. Sunday, whatever it is, it is so good for 90 minutes. That the stress of the week is just completely forgotten about. You know, I go with my dad and and you know I, I meet up with, with you lot there as well. It, it, and it's brilliant. It really is good. So that after the you know the, the last few years that we've had is 100% the highlight of the season for me. Um, I should have actually brought Burton up as one of the one of the low points as well because um, I was locked in a car park with my dad for about an hour and a half, two hours after the game, which was far from ideal. Uh, genuinely thought at one point I was going to have to sleep in the car park. That was uh, that was that was not good. But um, why were yeah, you just finding out about this, Harvey? I, I did mention it at the time. I had, to, I had to phone, like, I was told to phone the fire brigade and everything. We were the last car in the car park. And 
And then all of a sudden, we were there till about half past six, seven o'clock. It, it was it was not good. It was not good. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that, it, that's all part of the experience, isn't it? But um, yeah, Walton again. He he was he was unbelievable. But if those were kind of my two main ones, but I'm, I'll go a little bit left field here. But um, one of my one of the moments that I liked, I would say, those were two of my favourite. One of the moments that I liked was at um, Fleetwood away, and the reason I say that is because we were it was nil nil, wasn't it, up until about sixty odd minutes, and I remember McKenna making a substitution where he, he took. I think I could be could be wrong. I think he took Piggott off for for Backinson, um, or he, he took he took a striker off anyway for for Backinson a midfielder. And I remember sat there saying to my dad, "I don't get that substitution at all." We're, you know, it's nil nil. We need to win this game to to keep our playoff hopes alive. And he brings on a midfielder. It's a really strange kind of um, substitution, and it turned out to be the absolute perfect substitution in that moment. And that to me was when I kind of sat back and thought, wow, we've, we've, we've actually got a manager here who who can make really effective in-game substitutions. You know, we had Cook who would refuse to, to move away from, from 4-2-3-1. Um, in fact, I think the only time he, he moved to a different system was was his last game at Barrow. I think in the second half, he went to 4-4-2 for the first time, didn't he? Which effectively cost him his job. So that, that moment was a real moment where I thought, we've finally got a manager in charge who who sees things differently and, you know, who doesn't just put a striker on for another striker, like, you know, like, like I would have done if I was on the touchline, for example. So it's, it's good to know that we've got a coach who, who really knows what he's doing. He's really tactically aware, tactically flexible. Um, so that moment was a, was a real kind of eye opener for me, especially seeing it in the flesh. It was, it was good to see the, the impact you could see within five minutes. We had more control of the game, which in turn gave our attackers more freedom. And, and then, we ended up winning 2-0. So, um, yeah, that, that's one, one of my favourite moments. But the ultimate one for me, as I said, is, is just being back on back in grounds again. And um, it was it was brilliant just, just to be with everyone and, and seeing, seeing it just town play again. Indeed, my friend. It was nice to see you in Burton after a good year of not seeing you. And the first thing I got you to do was hold my camera to do my intro. So thanks for doing that. Back All part of the-, the service, my friend. All part of the service. Yeah, I think everybody part of the... Kings of Anglia fan social have all at some stage had to carry hold my camera at some point because I've um I, I need needs it holded. So uh thanks to everyone who have done it throughout the season. Um over to you then Bono, best moments of the season for you. Um it's been an interesting season. I'll take it away, my friend. Best moments of the season. Um the ridiculous transfer window at the start. Um, it was like being in a football manager game. Um, for those of you that don't know, I am a massive fan. Had I not had football manager in my life for 25 years, I would probably be a professor of some weird shit right now. But I'm not. Uh, but I've got football manager. So, hey. Um, yeah, all those sign-ins, just... A lot of them were completely by surprise, contrary to the in the know type thing. I think. Um, um, let's think. This, you know what? For for a season where we've finished eleventh, boo, uh, in League One, uh, leading to a fourth season, we've had so many highs. Um, the game changer, chaps, um, Brett, Burke, and Mark. Um, just fantastic uh, meeting Ed Swartz 
after one of the games and kind of walking towards the railway station having a chat with him that was that was absolutely fantastic um you know what there's there's, there's actually been loads i've really enjoyed Charlton. um the last game obviously we won 4-0 it was a little bit of a here's what you could have won type thing it's like where's this performance come from nothing nothing to play for you know the shackles are off and they're kind of like we're 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 bloody good um the bond moment yeah i like that i mean <laughs> you know that's that's something that we we will probably not see ever uh, i know i know luton did it against reading a couple of weeks ago but just seeing that in the flesh was just like holy guacamole this is this is just you know it's worth the entrance fee alone just seeing that sort of entertainment isn't it um let's see oh i don't know i'm rubbish when i'm put on the spot about this about this sort of thing i sent um, you the plan this morning to have a figure out this i know i know i've, I've had i've had i've had um other stuff on you know what the, 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 well yeah um kieran mckenna kieran mckenna you know i was a massive when i heard the neil harris rumor um and i i've got i've got i've got people that know neil and that was i won't say it was nailed on because obviously it wasn't but i i did a lot of research into like his stuff and i thought yeah neil harris he's gonna he's gonna get us playing again and i don't care how we play as long as we win and if it's 4-4-2 long ball i don't care because we're gonna win every game 3-2 and it's gonna be really really entertaining and then when the mckenna news break uh, broke rather and you know the, the news came to light um you know, it was a little bit slow starting in terms of kind of getting to know the guy. But my goodness, I've, I've said this before on the pod and I've said it before online, but I really do think we're in the we're in the presence of greatness. And you kind of feel so privileged as a fan that you've got an absolute, I'm not going to say a genius, but an absolute mastermind in terms of tactics, recruitment, um, you know, youth pathways, things like that. It's just, I think the overriding positive thing for me is just the feeling of positivity. Um, and it's it's kind of like if you were to get a set of scales, it's like the positivity is so good, you almost forget that you're in League One because, you know, we're getting 25,000 people. You know, like Ipswich said, we've got we've got the atmosphere back the noise on my right hand side when i'm in the u2 and i've got section six and the sir bobby robson lower going absolutely back guano crazy you know and it's just just having that back after not going because of e, the worldwide pandemic and you know I'm, I'm, a, I'm a realism type guy you know there are football is great football is really really important but you know there was more important stuff going on in the world but to actually get back in that feeling of the, the you know that first game was obviously fantastic was it bon or bacoli mon as i call him scored that is it last minute winner or equalizer i can't remember it's so equalizer. long ago wasn't it it felt, it felt like a winner but it was an equalizer yes. yeah more. so it was like a, it was like a draw <laughs> snatched from the jaws of defeat wasn't it but we've had so many of those like last minute winners um wonder goals um just yeah there's so much to be hopeful for that you know next season 
has to be has to be our has to be our season really doesn't it but yeah really a fantastic value for money going to more away games just hearing about some of the improvements that are absolutely fantastic ownership group are going to be making to the grounds the game day experience the fan zone you know as as has been mentioned before it's great having you know how 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 good are we as a club when we have more people in our fan zone before the game than some than some clubs that we're going to be playing's record attendances you know um but there's no point having four and a half thousand people in a fan zone if it's going to take 45 minutes to get a a pint you know so i'm looking forward <laughs> to to shorter queues hopefully we can get some of those bottomless pints that they have in like major sporting arenas and stuff like that but yeah i could talk I about this for a long playing, time i just hope you play more in the style of how we did in the last game next season because i was really surprised like i just yeah. thought who are the team like they've, they've woken up there's a completely yeah. different way as to how they're playing. Um, yeah. And they had, they had that competitive aggression that's been lacking for so long. It was just yeah. like someone had lit the spark and the flame had started again. So whether maybe McKenna was trying out a tactic he hadn't done yet and he thought, well, I've got nothing to lose on the last game. Why don't we try this? And maybe next season we will apply that a little bit better. I think... Um, with the fan zone. Sorry to interrupt you. I just had all these like no, no. <laughs> thoughts no, in my no, head. Go for it. I'd really love to see, and this is just my business head talking, but I'd love to see more local businesses in the fan zone. I think it'd be a really good way to implement um, independent businesses, you know, fans of um, the football club who might have small businesses. Like I know a few people in Ipswich who do. And just to give them a platform even if it is for a couple of hours a little stall it widens their network and it widens the whole community as a whole and I think that would just be a really unique thing I don't know of any other football club that does anything like that um but again that's just me thinking oh that'd be a good idea but it, it might not be in theory but I don't know <laughs> I'm sure um, the club are going to be working hard hopefully they'll improve the fan zone you know from doing stuff what you just said and just improving it for the experience wise I'm sure there's going to be that's going to be the main hub before a game yeah. everyone come down to the fan zone you've got this you've got that different activities different entertainment um, hopefully shorter you know beer queues for you Bono and all that sort of stuff um, but yeah I think. Sorry, just just quickly, I was just going to say, and obviously, you, you lot know that I'm not fortunate enough to get to Portman Road as often as I'd like to. But I think it's important we remember as well that Bonner mentioned there, and rightly so, we're getting twenty five, twenty six thousand in League One. It wasn't that long ago when we were getting twelve, thirteen thousand, and you mm. know, we fans were going because, well, I've, I've got to go. You know, I've got to support the lads, I've, and there was no excitement there, was there? Really, you know, and. It goes to show how much, although I say how much has changed, it hasn't in terms of in terms of where we are. You know, we you know we're in League One, which isn't ideal, but that that feel good factor we haven't had at this club for so many years. You know, under under Evans, under Mick, under under Lambert. You know, all this dreadful football we had to witness, and I follow in the in the pandemic and that kind of thing. You know, it's important to to I think to realise that although it hasn't clicked on the pitch as, as much as we'd like yet 
you know, we've we've come such a long way to to those kind of horrible, horrible times where you know you could tell on on I follow. There's just there's just no. It, it was soulless. Uh, you know, fans didn't have the energy to 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 get behind the team because, quite frankly, why you know why should they? You know, the the club weren't weren't putting the fans first. So you know, in theory, why should the the fans put the the club first? But that's changed, you know, in, in 12 months, Mark Ashton and, and Game Changer have, have been in charge. The amount of, you know, off the field stuff is, is just, you know, it's, it's, it's night and day, isn't it, really, compared to where we were. So it's really good. And it's hopefully, you know, there's, there's so many things going on, as Ashton says, regularly. And, and hopefully we'll, we'll, see, uh, we'll see more and more over the coming months and, and years to come. I think as well, like, when I first went in 2019, there, there wasn't that buzz that there is now, and that's really not Definitely. that long ago. Mm, and exactly. even as a, as a newbie, I mean, that's a night and day difference. And mm-hmm. yeah, you know, we no one wants to finish eleventh, no one wants to feel disappointed in their boys, you know. But I was talking to who was I talking to the other day? I was talking to somebody about this, as I do. But we are, when you think about it, when we look back at this 10, 20 years from now. This is potentially the bare bones of a really good period of history for Ipswich. And if it does go the way that we'd like it to go, we're really lucky to witness that. And, you know, your team, I know they've got to give to us and they've got to do their job 100%. But you also can't expect a team of men to feed off an audience that isn't giving them anything so it is like a two-way street isn't it so if we give to them hopefully they'll give to us um hopefully Wes Burns will give me a match one t-shirt as well just put it out there um (laughs) you know I think it's definitely it's a two-way street isn't it and you can't have a, a garden bloom without caring for it at the end of the day I saw how miserable my boyfriend was in the Evans era oh my god if that ever happens again I just think I'd push him off a cliff or something. He was so miserable. So hopefully he won't ever come back to that. Um, but no, I, I like McKenna. I think he's a bit of a dark horse. Don't think we've seen the best of him yet. He's not giving his game away. Oh, some, oh it's unbelievable words from all of you tonight. It's been... It's Cryptic. My goodness yeah. me. <laughs> I like it. I love I this. Like I love this. It's been fantastic. Um, we have a little break here, a little breather. We have a bit of fun, a bit of um, of the strike. And, of course, we've got the strike invitational coming soon, so look out for that. Um, I know you're going to be – you are a newbie to Itchy Town Football Club, so we'll, we'll give, you know take it easy on you. Um, the questions are on the release players, actually. So Thomas Holy, Tom Carroll, Miles Kenlock, and also James Norwood. Um, and also, there is a question on Giovanni Dos Santos, who um, had his birthday yesterday. Um, so, I don't know if you will know this man, Itch Witch, because he was before your time. 2008, he came, but he's the Mexican magician. He was an unbelievable player. Um, and that is actually the first question. He's on Giovanni was, Dos Santos. Was. Let's just pull out there. Was oh, an yeah. unbelievable player. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. We don't need um, him back. That's all I'll no, say. Yeah, he's 33 now. I don't, yeah, I know the club put out a tweet and a lot of town fans saying, oh, could we sign him? I know he's a free agent, but he's 33 and he has been playing in Mexico and the American for the last few years. So um, there is. Um, Bono's not with us and uh, I don't really know if I want to start the strike without him, um, but we may have to. Uh, so we're going to have to find some some something to talk about. Um, 
So let's, let's have a... okay. Well, let me ask for your opinion then, Ross. Roll, for, here we go. For... <laughs> do, you, do you think? Do you think Gio would be a, a good good signing on a, on a free again? My my point was he he was he was a brilliant loanee, one of the best we had fifteen years ago. In the last three, four, five years, he's he's made about eighteen appearances. For, for me, that's that's just not where we we, we want to be, and that, and that and that was my point. And I completely respected the fact that he was a, he was a brilliant loanee, but again, it was it was in two thousand and eight, and a lot's changed since then. And, it's just a waste of a wage for me, but I want to know your opinion. Uh, I'm, I'm, I agree with you, mate. He's 33. He's probably wanting a decent wage. He's been playing in Mexico and America the last mm. few years. I'm sure he's wanting that. But uh, yeah, just let, let's remember him as he was back in 2008, where he came on the scene and scored Definitely. some cracking goals. You know, you know, the game against Norwich which sort of stands out for me. You know, he scored the penalty and also just had a great day. And that was that was the last time we, we beat Norwich as well. Sorry to repeat that on air, guys, but that is. The truth of it, we haven't really? beaten them since yeah. 2000, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, um, okay, Bono's back with us, so let's get right into the strike and let's start off with the man Giovanni Dos Santos. Um, I'll get a picture of him up so you can see his little little face. Look at him, look at him. Oh, uh, now Giovanni Dos Santos joined town on loan from which club was it Arsenal, Spurs, or Chelsea? And um, so, it's which I know you're. So the underdog going into this strike because I am. Um, I'm just going to have to do a random pick, I think. Just go for it. Go for it. But yeah, Arsenal, Spurs, or Chelsea? What do you reckon? I've got Take really away. fond we'll... memories of Gio. Bless him. Yeah, good player. All right, I'm ready. Yeah. Just want to say Take congratulations away. to everyone for winning in advance. <laughs> That's fine. You never know. It could be underdog. Could come out. Come out of nowhere. Dark horse <laughs> like McKenna. It could be a dark horse. You never know. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Take it away. So Spurs, Hi. Bono. All, all Spurs, I think. Oh, I don't think you can see that. A oh, oh, little, bit, little, bit, little bit across. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, all have, all have gone Spurs. And you are correct. It is Spurs. So it is 1-1-1. One, one, one. What a good start. Um, our next question is on this man. And he is a very tall man indeed. And that is Thomas Holy. What a, what a fine gentleman. Oh, um, look at that beard. Yeah, what a beard. Very good beard. Um, now, how many clean sheets did he keep? Let me just get rid of the answer because I've kept the answer in the question. Let me just remove that for a second. But there we Classic go. How many Ross. clean sheets? Classic me. How many clean sheets did Thomas Holy keep in 65 games for town? Um, at the end of the question mark, I actually had the answer. So thankfully, I got rid of it before I <laughs> appeared the, the question. How many clean sheets do you reckon? Of course, he had a, a great start on his town career, of course, was breaking records. Left, right, and centre in the first league one season, or equaling records. And I think the one game he was about to break it, we then conceded. Um, how many? How many clean sheets do you reckon? Thomas Holy Kate. Okay, take it away. Random guess again. That's fine. 24, 37, 19. No, 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 19. 19 is 28. So who's the closest there? This who's our maths. 37. What did you go for, Harvey? 24. So Harvey is uh, is the closest, but good effort, both of you. Maybe maybe not you, Bono. You sort of give him a bit of a disservice there, Holy. Um, but, yeah. I don't blame you, Bono. I don't blame <laughs> no, you. No, you was... Uh, Thank you. Was I'm, I'm, 
for those people listening, I've got the um, I've got my power hat on now. So it's summertime. The sun's out. Beers are flowing. Bono's got his um, hat on. Special hat. Love it. Quick costume change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where I that's where I disappeared. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. Knew it. It wasn't. Like it wasn't Mr. straight through. <laughs> Sorry. You like Mister Ben? <laughs> pretty much yeah it, it wasn't to go for another week because i've had three beers but there you go once you get to my age <laughs> yeah. yeah there you okay. go anyway so, so, question number three let's let's get let's thank you ross yes, yes. i was born in 1993 yes totally yes. or whatever yes. when it was 30 <laughs> years ago <it> was <laughs> indeed um the next question is on this man only one season at the foot club and it is tom carroll um now which, what shirt number did he wear this season? Was it 15, 19, or 25? What shirt number did he wear? I love my oh, shirt numbers. I like this one. Yeah. I, 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 can't, I can't remember now. Yeah, I don't think many people were. He uh, yeah, didn't hit the heights we were probably hoping for. Um, but Tom Carroll, what number? But as you know, uh, Harvey's he loves his squad number, so he's probably, yeah, he knew straight away. I saw you on the bottom of the screen when I put the picture up. I saw you on the bottom of the screen. Yep, know that already. That's I'm just because I, I need a life, quite frankly, Ross. I, ah. that's, that's, that's why. <laughs> no comment. Um, <laughs> well, put, put um, your answers up and let's see who is getting the point. Yeah, we are all 25. So it is 3-2-2 two, two, going into the final question. Um, so Harvey can win it on this final question. Um, but also someone can steal it. If you get it bang on, you you win. But if you get the right, if you get it closest and you are got the same as Harvey, then go to a tiebreaker. Um, so the final question is on this man. Um, bear with me. Bear with me. I'm still trying to get used to this system. Uh, bear with me. It is on this man who I, as you all know, didn't think he's very good football. Miles Kenlock, of course, <laughs> finished his time at Colchester. Been released after eight years at the football club. Um, now, how many assists did he get in 103 games for town? He never scored a town goal. I think he was trying to claim a goal, I think, back in 2017 or something. I think it was an own goal. And I think he was trying to claim it, but it wasn't his goal. But how many assists do you reckon? 103 games. As I said, if you get it spot on, you get two points. Um, closest to correct answer gets a point. Um, I don't think anyone's going to get bang on. If you do, then well done. But I doubt you will because it's a... I don't know, it's a hard answer, really. 103 games, you'd hope you've got at least a good amount of assists because he's a left-back. But um, as you know, he wasn't that very good. Um, my opinion, <laughs> my opinion, my opinion. Yeah, you I can't tell if good. I've gone too high or too low with this. <laughs> I just realised I've named it tiebreaker. I've clicked on the wrong one. There we I go, question four. That, yeah. <laughs> question four. How many assists? I think this was originally going to be a tiebreaker, but then I just changed my mind to do a different tiebreaker. So, um, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So, um, okay then. Well, Harvey, you go first as you are in the lead, and then we'll go across the room for the rest of it. So, what are you going for, my friend? I got no idea. Similar, uh, similar to it, which I've got no idea whether I've gone way too low here or or, or what. But from the Miles Kenlock that I know and remember, I've gone for 12. And I'm sorry, Miles, if I've done you a disservice there, but that's that's what I've gone for. Okay. It's which take away? What do you reckon? I've tried to halve it and then, like, lose a bit. So, 42. <laughs> but it feels like it feels too high. I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry to say, yeah, it's yeah. definitely not 42. Um, no, I wish it was. <laughs> I really wish it was. Yeah, but it, but it isn't. Um, good effort, though. Uh, but no. Uh, Bono, what do you reckon? 
Are you going to steal it? Three. <laughs> um, you're close. Um, Harvey does win overall because he's the closest. Um, so a tiebreaker is not going to be needed, but it is nine assists out of 103 games. Nine mm-hmm. assists. So Harvey does win. Um, when? When? Uh, when? Ross, when did he get nine assists? Oh, well, I don't know, mate. I just, I just found the stat. I didn't, I didn't um, go through the games he got assists. Right. Let, I'm just going to raise a really important but quick point. Sometimes stats are rubbish because they mean yes. nothing. Who got the pre-assists? That's all I, I care about. Mm, yeah. To be fair, one of them could be a pre-assist. I've just got up from a page and they say nine assists, 103 games. So I'm taking what they say is right. I think he did get a, an assist last season. For like, he actually made like a really good ball. And I was like, okay, Miles, fair play. You're still rubbish, but he, fair play. Good he assist. Definitely, <laughs> he, he definitely had his what's-its on, on the walk to the ground yeah. from where he lives. <laughs> he did. He's turned oh, well, into well like done, a prime since he's been at Colchester, he's, yeah, he's, he's scoring goals like and stuff like that. Four goals and three. He's he's proving you wrong, Ross. That's what it is. He's got a he's got a poster of you every night, <laughs> and he and he thugs that poster saying, "I'm Bro, gonna gosh. I'm gonna make a career." Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I think he's he's a he's a nice guy. He's a nice 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 lad. But um, I think it was definitely right time for him to go. Um, shall we use the tiebreaker? Because why not? Yeah, why not? And um, Harvey, do you want to gamble if um? Either Hitchwich or Bono get it bang on. They actually win overall. Are you happy to risk it? You only live once, don't you? You only live yeah. once. Oh, yes. Risk it for... Oh, boy. Well done, Harvey. Good there sport. Go. Good egg. Good egg. Is. So the question is on James Norwood, of course, um, part of the release players. Now, how many goals did James Norwood score? I'm going to get a picture of um, James Norwood up quickly. James um, Norwood. Here we go. There we go. It's James Norwood, of course, scoring, celebrating his final goal for the club. Last now, goal. Last goal, of course. Now, how many goals did James Norwood score in 42 games at Portland Road? Overall, he scored 28 goals in 89 <laughs> games. So I've mixed up the question a little bit here. Cool. So, um, how many goals did he score at Portman Road um, in 42 games? So, 28 goals in total. Do you reckon he halved it or whatever? I thought I brought you that extra fact there just to sort of help you out a little bit. Sorry, Harvey, if I've sort of helped your competitors out here. But um, if you get a bang on, you win just, but you know, you win fantastically. Um, so there we go. What do you reckon then? 42 games, how many goals at Portman Road? Okay, well, whoever's whoever's ready. We'll, we'll start... Can I wait? Let, let, let me think about this. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, we go, should right, we go around? I'm... Let's go around the room. So, lady, ladies first. I think this is too low. I've gone for 15. Okay. Nineteen. Oh, I okay. need to put 19 as well. Oh, well. I've, I've actually gone... I could, have, I, I could have completely messed this up. I've actually gone for... Oh, 14. Well, good thing for you, Harvey. No one's got a bang on. So you are still the overall champion. And the closest to the correct answer is actually Harvey. It's 12. 12 goals. So Harvey Ooh. does win overall. Um, so there we go. Oh, oh, my oh no. <laughs> that is a... Trust your instinct. Yeah. 
That is um, going forward for your next appearances on the podcast. Wise trust your your gut, all the other bits and bobs, because if you change it, sometimes it's the wrong decision. Um, but Harvey, you've won the strike this week. Um, another good addition. And um, now it's time for the hot takes. Potato going into the summer. Um, let's start off with um, Twitch. What what was your hot takes going into this summer? Um, a very different summer to last year because, um, of course, we, we didn't have as many released this summer. Um, of course, last year's 19 signings, 20 players leaving. Uh, we very much everything was up in the air, really. We didn't know what was going on. But this summer, we've got a little bit of a, a squad. Is, we've got a core of a squad, but there's a few players maybe still missing and all that sort of stuff. But what's your hot takes going into this summer? Yeah, I think definitely some fine tunings needed. Um, I, I'll be honest, I'm a little bit fed up of talking to people who are overly optimistic about it, who are like, oh, yeah, you know, we've, we've got it licked, whatever. I think there's still some work that needs to be done. Um, can't lie. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I think we're on the right track, definitely. Like, you know, we're at the station now. We're, we're ready to go. We need to pick up a few players along the way. Part of me, this is just purely from a heartfelt statement. I put something similar to this on uh, my Instagram the other day. I'd love it if we gave on another chance. And I know many people would probably disagree with that. But that boy, he really, really does play for the shirt. And I think under the right guidance, a little bit more, um, maybe a little bit more confidence and belief, I reckon he'd do really well. Because when you think back to it, obviously he had a cracking start, didn't he? And so there's something about how Paul Cook managed him that worked. And that's kind of been lost under McKenna a little bit. So maybe there's maybe there's a lack of aggression, a, a lack of style. I'm not sure. I, I don't go to their meetings. I, I don't know what they're talking about. But I, I really do think he deserves another shot. And maybe that's just because I really like him as a player. I don't know. Um, I'd love to see that. But, yeah, I, I don't know if it's a hot take or not. I think it's more of a, a wish than a hot take. Um, what I'd like to see is better linesmen. Again, that's probably pushing it. But probably just like a really nice, massive home game. You know, July 30th, we go there. With bells on, we've got our blue shirts on. Everybody's happy. Everybody's ecstatic to be there. You know, let's get the show on the road, really. I do think there will be a couple of signings, but I I don't know. I've been seeing who people are kind of throwing out there. Oh, this person, maybe we could sign them, what have you. I've been hearing it on the pods. I don't know if we'll get any of those people. I, I just think Kieran McKenna's just going to do something kind of unusual. Um, a little bit unexpected, and maybe we just need to trust that and see where it goes. I'm not sure. But, yeah, um, I also think we may well see more of the owners next season. And that's just like a gut feeling thing. I reckon we'll just see more of them there. Maybe they'd like to look at their investment a little bit more and, uh, yeah, get more people involved. But I think really the hot takes for me will be just working on that amazing environment that Portman Road are providing for people. You know, I took my um, my friend at the last game, my friend Liz, you know, she brought her two little girls and 
her five-year-old loved it. Like she stayed at the whole game. She was like shouting over to the players. Like she really wanted to meet them. And it was just lovely to see that. I don't think many people would view a football pitch as a safe place to take their kids. But actually it's such a fun place for them to be because they can burn off all their mad energy and then they actually sleep that night. <laughs> um, but one thing I'd like to really thank Portman Road for, when I first started going after lockdown, I, I had huge panic attacks um, at Portman Road, which is why I sit in the cobbles because it's lower ground, can't do Bobby Robson anymore, vertigo, blah, blah, blah. The paramedics there are so nice. They are the nicest people. I felt so looked after. Um, I did email the club just to say thank you. And they were like, it's absolutely fine. I thought that'd just be a nice thing to mention because I saw that it's mental health week uh, this week, awareness week. Um, so, yeah, just a massive thank you to everyone at Portman Road who kind of helped me get over my anxiety and just enjoy the game. It was nice to know that you're looked after for sure. So, yeah, all good from me. <laughs> yeah. well, well said, well said. And some great hot takes there. Um, yeah, I do hope we have got a big, you know, first game of the season. Of course, not, no, one's, no one's too, you know, difficult to start off the season. We want to finish the season off uh, or start the season with a win. But I'm um, just a nice sort of homecoming back at Portland Road on July 30th. A nice sunny day, and a nice big win to start the season off with a bang, pretty much. Um, Harvey, your hot takes, my friend. I've given you the power. What are you thinking is going to happen? And um, it's which you sort of good point about Kieran McKenna. I think he's going to go very left field with some of these signings and he's going to bring a bit of a hot take to all of us. Like, here we go. This is my signings. But Harvey, over to you, my friend. Yeah, some really good points. Really good points. I think... Um... I think it's really important that we all we go to these games and, and we do feel we do feel comfortable and everyone feels that they can enjoy it in in their own way. Um, and yeah, it's it's good that it's good that you feel comfortable doing that. And, and the more people that we can get to games, and you know, the better. So it's it's, it's brilliant to hear. Um, yeah, the, the recruitment thing is, is going to be interesting, isn't it? Because we don't really know what kind of players McKenna wants because he's never. I know we had the January window, but you know the. Backinson signing was, you know, was that, you know, an Ashton kind of an Ashton move? We we don't know really, but um, yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting. I think I think we are going to see a few left field signings because, as I said, we don't know how McKenna's going to going to going to treat the transfer window really. Whether he's going to go, he doesn't strike me as someone who wants a massive squad. Um, it's, I think it is going to be quantity over quality. We know that was the complete opposite last summer, so uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, I feel sorry for Bon. I really do. I just wanted to bring up Macaulay Bon quickly because I, I love him as a bloke, and I, I really, really do. And I, and I felt, I felt horrible saying that. You know, I've said time and time again that I, I wouldn't have him back next season. And the reason why I wouldn't have him back is because I don't think he's a bad striker because he's, he's clearly not a bad striker. He scored twelve goals in twelve games or whatever ridiculously good start he had. I just don't think he fits what Kieran McKenna wants in a striker. I, I it's difficult to say, but. With Macaulay Bond, he's good at a lot of things, but I don't think he's excellent at anything. And that's a really weird thing to say, but he's not frighteningly quick like Jackson is, for example. Jackson's obviously got his limitations that we all know. He's not brilliant, I would say, at linking play particularly well, like maybe a pig it could be. Not that I'm saying pig is the answer, because I don't think he is. <laughs> so I just don't think he, he's, got a, he's got a quality that you think Definitely, yeah. He he can he can really lead the line. I think that's what 
McKenna has ultimately decided that that you know he's he, he's going to send it back and, and judging by Bond's kind of message on Instagram post on Instagram it doesn't sound like Bond necessarily thinks that he he um is going to be re-signing but it's a shame because I, I I love him as a bloke and he's so so passionate and you're right he's we if we had 11 Macaulay Bonds in the team that fight for the shirt as much as he does yeah, it would be brilliant so um yeah, I'd be in, interested to see where he does end up if it's not Ipswich. Uh, anyway, I've gone off on a tangent. My my hot take, my main hot take for next year, and I was thinking about this today, what what it would be, and I was looking at the the League One table, and I think this is probably over optimistic, but Ipswich Town will will not go into double figures next year in terms of losses. So if you look at the top six, I think two of the top six have lost nine games or more. Um, the rest of the top six is it's all been in nine or less. So uh, I don't know whether you can have a quick look across. I can't remember what, what the two teams were that that um, that that was. But I I think I don't think we'll lose more than nine games next season. So I don't think we'll go into double figures in terms of losses. That that's my hot take. I think we might draw a few along the way, but McKenna has has made us really really difficult to beat. And when he puts his his stamp on the on on the team as well. Um, with his recruitment, with with a proper pre-season, I think we'll, we'll be even more solid. And you know, if you'd have said that to me this time, you know, last year or, or a few months, a few months on, where we were leaking goals for fun under Cook, I would have laughed in your face. But we we're a really, really solid outfit now. Um, and I, I honestly don't think we're going to lose many games next season. Um, there might maybe the odd nil nil or whatever, but I I just don't don't see it. So that's my hot take. It's, We'll, it won't be it'll be nine or less losses next season I think I think it's okay. doable if they if Ipswich get rid of the ego that they have like it was mentioned earlier because it is it is obvious you know they think oh you know we, we've got 25,000 fans in here we don't need to try you do need to try actually because those mm. people have shown up for you so Cambridge Cambridge being a prime example a few a few weeks, yeah. few weeks before <laughs> I, I I was one of those egos I, I I remember waking up thinking this will be this will be easy today you know I, does I it take me though because I feel this isn't I'm I'm getting angry now but I feel like when some of the players are on the pitch and they just feel like they're God's gift to the world and it's like actually come on we have to win this like being arrogant isn't going to help being ignorant about it isn't going to help. We're here to watch you. We support you. We we're right behind you, but just give us something, mm. please. Don't make us go home and and cry on the train, you know. <laughs> and uh, sadly, sadly, Bono sometimes that man um, on the train, probably crying after losing against Cambridge and those sort of teams. Um, but I, I echo both your thoughts because yeah, I think going into this season, I know it's a lot of positivity, but still a lot of, a lot of hard work to do. We've still got to. Beat the teams who, well, like you know, this season we couldn't beat any of the promoter teams. You know, we only got four points, weren't it, out of the possible whatever points it is. So that's got to be an improvement. But um, Bono, over to you then, my friend. The final hot takes of the podcast. What have you got for me? Hot take. Well, what a what a subject to talk about. Um, okay, let's do some lightning. A lightning, a hot take lightning round. Um, we won't even sign half the amount of players that we did last summer. Uh, we'll still be playing in blue. Um, we are going to go on an unbeaten run, which we've never seen before at the start of this 
22-23 season. I think it's going to be just absolutely wunderbar. Um, other hot takes. I think we're gonna we're gonna take more points because we're gonna take more points from the top of the league because this season all the points came from like the middle, like echelons. So there's there's a word for you, uh, the middle echelons of the league. Um, we're actually gonna beat um, we're gonna beat some of the promoted teams which we really struggled with. I think I think tactically, Kieran McKenna is is like I said earlier. Uh, is is an absolute mastermind, and we're going to need to learn how to break down these teams that are happy to come here, not necessarily to stop us playing, but not to lose. And I think that's the making of a of a good team. Is you know you look at some of the the, the real powerhouses in in world um, kind of club football, they they have to go to teams that. That defend and and stop them playing and you know Cambridge United bless them I worked in Cambridge for many many years so I do have a bit of a soft spot for them and I was gutted just to see them come out and just a lot of our play is quite predictable and I've said it before as much as I love Wesley Burns he is an absolutely beautiful man John Watson and I when John joins me in the U2 and Wes Burns is majestically running down that right wing John and yeah. I we're quite, we're quite happy just to shout out Wesley Burns, you beautiful man. You know, um, I keep my that. thoughts to myself, but I'm glad someone saying that. <laughs> well, no, no, the cobalt is a safe space. You can think whoever you want is beautiful because in your eyes they are. Um, but yeah. people like Wes, <laughs> who are fantastic what they do, when they can't do what they're good at, they're going to need to learn to do something else to be just as good in another way, whether it's going around the outside, cut inside, doing a deep cross instead of one from the byline. I don't know, but other hot takes. Ross, we could go on for hours. I know we're limited, you know, uh, time constraints and, and, and what have you. Um, but I think, I just think next season is going to be fantastic. Um, yeah, I think the new kit. Wow. It's going to be amazing. That's my hot take. <laughs> yeah, I just great. wanted to just 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 two points, just very very quickly on on Burns. I think I think team he have I, I upset I you? That, how I how, have I upset you? I know he's Welsh. He's Welsh. I, I protect Te- my own. Okay, that's all I'll say. <laughs> Te- technically, I am. Technically, I am. My my nan is Welsh, although she's from Chelmsford. So go figure. Maybe it's like a little I mean, enclave of like miners or something. You probably sound more Welsh than I do. Anyone speaking to me wouldn't believe I was Welsh. Um, but I, I noticed with with Burns just quickly, he, he seemed to he seemed to struggle more Burns when we would play against the four two three one because against the three like he saw at prime example at the end of the season, Charlton were three five two, and Burns had a license. It was what he was one v one majority of the time. The issue with the the issue with the four two three one is that they're doubling up on him every single time. They're targeting our, our right-hand side, which is the obvious strength that we've got. And he, he seemed to, that's where Burns seems to, to come short a little bit. So I think if we have an answer on the left-hand side, you know, they, they, they'd have it from kind of both sides, wouldn't they? So I think that's something that needs to be improved on. And just one that's come to my head quickly as well is set pieces. 
please, please. It's so frustrating. Honestly, I we get corners in games, and you know, you know when you you're at a game and you get a corner, and the, the fans go, oh, you know, get all excited. But when we get a corner, I'm just like, uh, oh yeah, corner, because I know we won't score it. And it's the, the most frustrating thing on the planet. If McKenna targets anyone in the summer, please, please, someone who can take a good set piece. Because we've got, and I'm not saying that Cameron Burgess is, is the answer at, at centre-back, but if you go back and look at Burgess's stats for, for Accrington in the season before we signed him, he scored seven or eight goals from, from, from centre-back. And I know, you know, I know Accrington play a completely different style to we, to the, you know, to we do every set piece they get, they launch it in the box. So it's it's different. But we've got Burgess who can score goals. He's six foot four. We've got Edmondson six foot three. Wolfie six foot four. We've got You know what? You're you're, you're 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 so right and I'm sorry to cut across you there. It's very ungentlemanly of me. But you know, right. <laughs> obviously where where I sit in the now famous thanks to me, U two section, I'm dead in line with, with that with that dead ball line and the corner flag and I can't I can't figure it out I can't I can't make head not tell of it because when you when you see when you see the corner taker set it up and you see the players moving around and you get all the cajoling and holding which is which is sadly part of modern football I can't work out how we don't score more goals and what I always say is maybe is a bit of a defense mechanism I'm not bothered where goals come from right um, and we've been really lucky at Portman Road to see some absolute worldies. You know, personally, I'd like to see more Thunder Bastards, if I'm allowed to say that on a family show. Um, you know, Morsey's got to learn to hit a ball from 30 yards and actually absolutely smash that net. But we've not had decent set pieces at Portman Road for such a long time. But like I said, w- when you see like Chappers, he, he, he can hit a really good dead ball. You see the players moving around. We have so many headers and shots that just miss, that just go over, that just go wide. They get parried by the goalkeeper. And, and you know, when you're watching Quest on a Saturday night, um, hopefully <laughs> we won't be on Quest. And that's like a running joke in my household. You see the record button or, like, icon pop up. Oh, Quest is recording. Watch that in the morning type thing. You see so Not many. Not even going to be it from next season. They've, I think oh, they've lost, lost the they've lost the rights, haven't they, to it? Quest next season. ITV, what? I think it's on ITV. Yeah. I think it's on ITV. Yeah. Oh, really? I know Quest. I, I I think they're good, me, they're good as well. No, 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 no. Tell me, Colin Murray is still going to be still going to be presenting it, right? I don't think so. And I like I like Colin Murray as well. I think he's brilliant. I know. No, I Paul Cook. I'm off. Paul Cook. <laughs> <Who>? <laughs> He's good. I'm he might be out of a job. He might be looking for a presenter job soon if he carries on the way he's at Chesterfield. But yeah, no, I, I mean, just to draw, just to draw a line on on set pieces. I don't think it's as big as a problem as what we make made out because we get our goals from other places. But if we weren't scoring at all, and and we were getting like ten corners a game and five free kicks or whatever, then that would obviously be a concern. But yeah, that's I think that's one. We've seen so much promise, haven't we, in the way we play, our build-up, our press, our counter-attack, our defending. We're kind of almost there in so many areas, but the yeah. whole set-piece thing is just... There was a point in the season There was a point in the season where Dominic Thompson was on corners, and I just thought, 
Oh, do you know what? Oh, I, you know, I love, I love, I love, I love Dom or Millie. His nickname's Millie, weirdly. Millie, it's like, yeah, Millie on Instagram, isn't it? Yeah, um, but Ipswich, you were get we 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 over we ever spoke over you, so you were going to no, say no, yeah, I, I interrupted. I didn't mean to. I can't no, remember no, what I go said. For it. Uh, yeah, that's what I said. So I think I, I've seen this a lot when I've watched Ipswich play. Once they have a chance, they panic. Mm. And I, I don't know if that is a manager problem or if it's just a them problem. Them, <laughs> definitely, really them. Like to, definitely them. Yeah, I'd like to see that worked on a little bit more. Um, like that, that ego that they apply at times when they don't need it needs to be applied then. Then with school. Yeah. It's like let's just bish bash bosh this. But yeah, no, I, I think I think with Wes actually, one thing he does that I'm not a fan of, um is he, he tends to miss passes and just go for the shot when he probably shouldn't. Like, I don't know if it's where I'm sitting, the angle looks funny, but I just think he's he's gonna miss that and he does. When actually he's he's got a strike already. I've seen it happen with Bon a few times. Like Bon is ready to go it's all good it's all set up but no maybe he's just won too many awards now uh, <laughs> never too many annoying. awards for that man but I'm no, not maybe. sure yeah maybe, no, I'm maybe sure. that's what maybe that's what Bernard Selena is talking to him about on the beaches of Marbella as we uh, as we're recording this obviously we're seeing the whole Wes Burns social media phenomena who I knows don't maybe he's logged out of Twitter I don't have you Twitter. You need Twitter. I, no, get, I'm not get a Twitter. Twitter fan. No. Oh, what? No, Come on. No, I'm not a fan of it. I'm, I'm an Instagram girl through and through. But <laughs> but I think he's just winding people up. He's a Sagittarius. That's what they do. Sorry. I'm impressed what you, do, I'm impressed what, you what, know that, to be fair. What, <laughs> what, what star sign are you? Leo. Ross, <laughs> you, do you know so what star you are? I'm I'm can I'm a cancer, so I'm I'm uh, I'm emotional. Should we just go the rounds? We've got Leo, Cancer, Harvey. I'm I'm Aries, so stubborn. I think is 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 a is a key. Uh, is what a key you, uh, what, what what do you think I am from like my aura over the last hour and a half? With with guys like for for the benefit of the people not watching, we've now moved from the um um from um the fan social to the Ipswich um, kind of tarot reading, um, like aura zone. Um, this is what the pods are for in the summer, the off season. Yeah. This, this, yeah. Is, what this yeah. is what they're all about. We've got to find content yeah. somehow. So here we go. Yeah. Bring it on. So what, what, well, what you, do you... Oh, oh, you didn't communicate very well. Um, I would go for a Gemini or a Libra, but there's a, there I... is... I was about to say Libra. That would have been my guess. Yeah. But you could also have a dominant rising, so that that could be why. But part of me thinks also uh, there's something earthy about you because of the hat, and I don't know why that is. <laughs> yeah. Well, but it was my is... birthday. It was my birthday last week, so I'm a Taurus. Taurus, yeah. Uh... Same as McKenna. Is he? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I knew that from the first moment I saw his interview. He was too put together. I was like, he's a tourist. I googled it, and he was. <laughs> that was some serious market research. That I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah. I obviously I love all the Rod, important stuff. Can, um, can I can I debut on Beyond every week? Maybe possibly presenting it so you can have a week off. 
Yeah, go on then. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. So I, 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 I'm hearing some stuff outside a petition of um, you know, Ross, Ross should have a have a week off. So thank you very yeah. much to all my fans outside. Um, but uh, it is um, yeah, it is Kieran McKenna's birthday on Saturday, so um, he's going to be 36, the grand age of 36. Oh bless so, um... I, I tell you what, right? You know you're old when the Ipswich manager is five years younger than you. And I'll stop you there. I know I don't look at it, but my goodness me. <laughs> Indeed. Um, I think that's the perfect way to sort of stop, really. Um, it has been a fantastic podcast. Uh, thank you all for joining me. A great debut. Good to see the Sweet Welsh Prince. And of course, Bono, you are a gent as always. Um, but I, you, I shall ask you all, any other business would you like to add? Um, I'm going to go around the room. It's which Any other business you want to bring up before we wrap up? Yeah, there is actually. <laughs> I have a list. Um, oh no! <laughs> I'll be quick. In my hot takes, I didn't mention this. I'm not sure we'll sort our left back out next season. Oh no! No! I've just got, I've just got a funny feeling it's not going to be that easy. I, I'm, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't know. I just yeah. I hope um, you're wrong. Too. In the building, in my penny. <laughs> Carl Edwards. That's my hot take. Carl Edwards, the Good new shout. left back. Shout. Boom. I like that. The real. That's real Eduardo, huh? I hope next season. Um, is JD's contract up this like now, or is it next year? I think next it's. Year. I think it's next year, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. Definitely not. Definitely not at this time. I've really enjoyed watching him play. I think he's just such a top player. He's amazing. So, He's so classy and kind of elegant, you know, like a like a golden unicorn or something. He's, he's wonderful. I really like seeing um, the friendships on the pitch. That that is something I love seeing. I think we're really lucky to even witness that at times. It's kind of an inkling that actually what's going on in the dressing room is probably a really good thing, and hopefully the squad are building more and more. But I, I want to. I love his socks. Oh, the low, the low socks. I, was, I love his You know shoes. what? I was the all about that when I was playing. I was like, when was this? This must have been the first game of the season, actually. I pointed JD out. I went, oh, I he he's cool. He's got banana boots on. They're bright yellow. <laughs> My friend's gone, yeah, I guess so. But um, I did make some predictions at the beginning of the season of players and they did kind of happen in a strange roundabout way. Um, so that was fun. But I'd like to put a request out to Glory Day's artwork. I really want a couple of mugs that says besties on it with Connor Chaplin and Wes Burns. That's such a beautiful well, moment. Well. We're really lucky to have that. And I think they'd sell out really well. So that's my last tuppence worth. <laughs> It's fine. I, I'm, I hope Brad from Glory Day Artwork, I, I think he does listen to the podcast. So if you are listening, my friend, take it away. Do your normal business. Um, <laughs> Harvey, over to you. Any more business you want to add before we wrap up? There's only certain players that can pull off wearing low socks, isn't there? And JD is that man. He just he just looks like an absolute don doing it. I I, I think he's, he's, he's brilliant. He's so, so good. He, he epitomises everything good that we've done this season. Such a bizarre um, Ipswich career that he's had, but he just never never looks, never panics, never looks like he's in any danger of any sort. 
Um, and he's going to be key again next season. He, he really, really is. The, the, the centre-back, um, I was going to call it a situation, it's not really a situation, but the, the headache, I'll, I'll call it, that McKenna's got next season with those centre-backs is going to be really interesting because we've, obviously we've got Corey and Darber back as well, who I, I think is a fantastic young player. Um, but no, nothing more from me. Just looking forward to what's going to be an interesting summer in terms of recruitment, in terms of off-the-field stuff. Um and yeah, roll on June thirtieth. Uh, June thirtieth. I wish. I wish it was June thirtieth. July the thirtieth. Um, and yeah, if it's uh, if, if it's an away away game close to closer to me, maybe then I'll I'll definitely definitely be there. Brilliant, uh, Bono. Over to you. To have the final say um, before I of course do the outro and plug our sponsors and socials and stuff like that. But over to you, my friend. Anything else you want to add? Uh, no, other than thank you very much and um, yeah, take care, stay safe and be kind. Well said as always, my friend. Uh, well, I hope you've enjoyed this hour and a half worth of us chatting um, Itchwich Town. Um, of course, you know, for, on your walk, on your, your run, your drive, whatever you're doing, hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Of course, support our sponsors at manscaped.com. Use code KOA, you get 20% off and free delivery. Your balls will thank you. Um also follow us on all the socials at Kings of Anglia on Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Instagram, of course. And, of course, follow all of us individually as well on Twitter and Instagram, wherever you want to follow us. Do that. Um, we'll be back for another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social next week. Also, many other content that we'll be providing you throughout the summer. We're not going to stop. I know the season's done, but the season is here for us because there's going to be many more content to come. End of Season Blues is here but get ready for more King's Vanier content. I've been your host, Servers, as ever, Ross, Itchwitch, Harvey, Bono. Thanks for joining me. Goodbye, all. From true crime to football, Brexit to Pokeville. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash up.